Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here in The Truth, back with another episode here of an MLB Weekly Breakdown. Today, we're going to be recapping games from May 2nd all the way up until today. I hope you guys are excited. We've been doing this every week to keep you guys updated with score stats and highlights from the previous week of each individual team. Without further ado, we're going to start with the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals this week had six interesting games. They played the Baltimore Orioles, who were really good. And then they played the worst team besides them in the Oakland Athletics. They lost two out of three to Baltimore and lost two out of three to Oakland. One big thing that really has been hurting Kansas City throughout this year is their pitching. They're sitting with a 9-26 record right now and 3-7 and in their last 10 games. They haven't been playing as well as a lot of people not necessarily expect them to play, but they just been, haven't been playing good at all. Um, they have struggled on both sides of the ball, but particularly on the pitching side of things, ranking 29th in ERA and 27th in whip. What do you got to say from Kansas City so far this week? Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, pitching's always just been a struggle for them, uh, especially as of late. They haven't really figured out a rotation where they're going to have at least one guy who's going to come out once a week in. Shove, Granky had a good week this week, going five innings, three strikeouts, got the win uh, in two of their wins of the week. Salvador Perez picked it up, had four home runs with six RBIs. Uh, Bobby Witt had a home run, a tri- or two home runs, triple, double in 292. Uh, outside of like their big names like that, uh, Vinny Pascantino and MJ Melendez, offensively there really hasn't been much either to be that excited about. The Atlanta Braves are 24-11, and 7-3 in their last 10 games, sitting first in the NL East right now. They had a three-game set at Miami where they swept, and then they had a three-game set versus the Orioles where they won the final two out of three games there. A good week for the Braves, a good season so far for the Braves, sitting at a 24-11 record right now, really dominating on both sides. Strider's been looking good, Freed's been looking good, Acuna's been looking good every time he's been able to stay in the game, um, you know, He's been getting uh, not necessarily taken out. Well, he has been getting taken out, but he's gotten taken out from hit by pitches. But other than that, has stayed relatively healthy. He's performing at a potentially MVP number rate. Uh, Michael Harris recently got back for the Braves. So right now, everything's been going good for the Braves. Darno just got activated from the IL. I mix in the catching duties there with Sean Murphy. But there's a lot to be excited about if you're an Atlanta Braves fan right now. Yeah, their pitching has been great so far this season. Uh, surprising guy is Bryce Elder. Uh, this week had two starts, 12 in a third innings, 10 strikeouts, only allowing one earned run. Got one win out of the two starts. Max Freed had a really good start, uh, four stri- four solid innings until the fifth inning where he gave up uh, five runs, but he had seven strikeouts. Strider's back to having 10 Ks uh, every outing now, back-to-back outings now where he's gotten 10 Ks. Ozzy Albies has really picked it up. Uh, hitting two home runs, four doubles. Uh, Marcel Zuna is also a bigger guy, bigger name that picked it up. He was hitting really bad throughout the season. He has four home runs this past week. Same with Matt Olson. Uh, he's hitting around right that two fifty range. He had two more. He had two more home runs this week. The Baltimore Orioles, the team that they recently just played, are twenty-two and twelve, six and four in their last ten. As I mentioned, they just had a series with Atlanta. They also played Kansas City, another team that we talked about. They won two out of three and then lost two out of three to Atlanta. I think one of the surprises this season has been, I guess, the emergence of the Baltimore Orioles. Not necessarily the emergence, but the way that they've been playing, um, been very effective. 
you obviously knew their hitting was going to be there. Their pitching's held up. They've done good pitching. Santander, Rutschman, obviously some big names there. Santander, I feel like he's having a really good season, kind of an underrated season uh, per se. So he's uh, there's obviously obviously been some success in that aspect. Adam Frazier has had a good week. He's had a good um, you know year for the Baltimore Orioles. So they're doing, really just doing a good job right now. Uh, they're sitting with a good record at 22 and 12. The biggest thing for them is can they keep it up? They got a series upcoming starting today. Are uh, they going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays? And everybody knows how good the Tampa Bay Rays have been playing so far this season. Yeah, like you mentioned, is if, can they keep it up? Uh, it's their starting pitcher. I feel like is starting pitching is what it's going to be what it comes down to. If they can keep them in the game through about four or five innings, even six, if they will go out throw six good innings, I think Baltimore has a good chance with that offense they have. Uh, and the insurgents of Yanir Cano, uh, he had five innings this past week, got a win. Uh, he allowed his first two hits of the season this week. Uh, before that, he only he hasn't allowed a single hit all year. And then with having uh, Felix Batista uh, closing games, it's a deadly one-two combo in the eighth and ninth. Adley Rutschman and Santander both tapped in some powers. Mountcastle had two home runs, four doubles, and Santander had three home runs and two doubles. Uh, Urias had two stolen bases, same with Adam Frazier. Rutschman has kind of slowed down, especially in the power department recently, but he's getting on base at a very high clip. The Boston Red Sox are 21-15, and 8-2 in their last 10. Had a three-game set versus Toronto where they actually swept, carried that winning streak. I believe it was an eight-game winning streak into Philadelphia. It was a six-game at the time, excuse me. Uh, and then they faced Philadelphia Phillies where they won the first two and lost their losing streak and just lost that final game there where they lost by a score of 6-1. to one. I think a big story for the Boston Red Sox recently has been Matsushita Yoshida, or however you say his name, Yoshida, uh, you know, his rookie season with uh, Boston there. He's had a great season. He's done really well, especially as of late. He was running a very good hitting streak. He's been good for them. The Red Sox had won eight straight. Chris Sale had a really good start in his last start. So, a lot of things are starting to click for the Red Sox. Again, this is a team that was very interesting. We were trying to figure out more about the Red Sox and the way that they've been playing as of late, especially against some of the good, uh, better teams that they're going to they're going to be facing, including Toronto and Philadelphia. It definitely was a positive sign. They have a really good roster, but just panning out in the AL East, you got to win some series, and, and they had a good one there, good couple ones there, and I think they're really on the right path forward. Yeah, uh, the Red Sox had a good week this week. Like you mentioned, the winning streak that they went on. Same with Yoshida, the hitting streak that he's on. He's been tapping into a lot more power as of late. Sale is going to be a big part of this. Uh, he was up to he was sitting, I want to say ninety six to ninety nine throughout the throughout his last start in ten Ks. Uh, Brian Bella, one of the young starting pitchers, uh, someone that the Boston Red Sox have really been trying to lean on. Had a very good start this past week, and like you meant, like we both just mentioned, Yoshida's absolutely raking right now. On the week, hitting four seventy six with a five twenty two on base, two home runs, seven RBIs. Devers has two doubles, uh, home runs, seven RBIs, and Connor Wong uh, has two home runs this past week. Also, the Chicago Cubs are seventeen and seventeen, three and seven in their last ten. Recently, they had a couple of series against Washington and Miami, taking a look at the NL East division. They actually got swept by Washington, which was really sad to say because I felt like they pitched really well in that series. They pitched really well again in the Miami series, so their pitching has been really good for them, especially as of late. Their bats are obviously good. 
you look at statistically, they're still ranked top five in a lot of categories. They're sitting at a 17-7 and record. Obviously, you'd like to sweep the Nationals there. That would be a series where you'd like to like, take at least um, you know, uh, two or th- for sure two, maybe even three. But they were playing really uh, bad this week, and it was really interesting to see, especially with some of the opponents they face. Justin Steele had a really good month of April for the Cubs. Um, so that was obviously a positive sign on the pitching side of things, something that a lot of people were concerned of. Madrigal had a good game recently against the Marlins. And uh, Hayden Wesnensky also had a good week and has had a good season so far. So the Cubs right now are sitting at a very interesting position at 17 and 17. Yeah, uh, the Cubs have finally found three capable starting pitchers, one through three, in Hayden Wisniewski, uh, Justin Steele, and Marcus Stroman, all having great seasons so far to start out this year. And the resurgence of Cody Bellinger is nice to see, uh, especially him leaving the Dodgers. For me, it's even better to see them, him yeah. succeeding. Uh, so far this week was hitting 320, the, uh, four stolen bases, no home runs, but four doubles, uh, only one RBI, but five runs. Uh, he had four stolen bases. Uh, Ian Happ had one home run, and Patrick Wisdom had one home run, and that was it in the power department, really, for them this week. The Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox, very interesting. They're 12 and 23, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Took two out of three against my Minnesota Twins. That was a tough series to watch. That obviously hurt the Twins. They also took two out of three at Cincinnati, including a 17 to 4 win yesterday. So the bats are really. Starting to assert, uh, has some insurgence there. Pitching, you know, for where they're at right now, Giolito had a really good start uh, against Minnesota. He ended up getting a no decision in that one. Liam Hendricks is back for the most part, um, getting closer to a return there in Chicago. Eloy Jimenez is out four to six weeks after a pandemectomy. And, uh, yeah, so right now the White Sox are in an diff- uh, interesting position, but they're still relatively solid. I know a lot of people were kind of scared, especially to see recently how they've been dealing with some injuries. But they're on the right path forward. And like I said, they had a big series win against a division rival in the Minnesota Twins. And then a good couple games there against Cincinnati. Yeah, their starting pitching has been rough throughout the year, uh, just as a collective. Kopech had one really good start this week and then one not-so-good start. In the 12 innings, he allowed four home runs with only nine strikeouts. Giolito had a solid start going seven innings with seven strikeouts. And Cease has just been getting hit as of recently. Uh, he allowed one home run, four earned runs in totals with six strikeouts in five innings. And offensively, losing Eloy is going to be tough, but Luis Robert has picked it up this past week in 526, uh, having two home runs, three doubles, seven RBIs. They kind of, well, I've noticed that they also moved him down in the lineup, uh, having a little bit less pressure on him to have to perform right away. And Andrew Vaughn has been solid throughout this year so far to start. The Colorado Rockies are a little bit on the uptick finally. They're 14 and 21, 6 and 4 in their last 10. Colorado Rockies have had an interesting week to say the least. They had a three game set against Milwaukee where they actually swept them. And then they took two out of three at home against or on the road at the Mets. Uh, so they've been playing really good. It's been interesting to see that. Those are two really good teams. Obviously, the Mets and the Brewers, the success that they've had there. So kind of in the right path forward for if you're, or if you're a Colorado, Colorado Rockies fan. Uh, Gomber had a good week for them. So was, so was Tavar, um, Diaz also. And overall, you know, where the Rockies are at right now, 14 and 21, it's better than where they were a week ago. And I think that's a big step in the right direction for Colorado. And I think, they, like I said, they got to continue moving forward in the right direction. But they definitely had a good week and, and took some big, big wins away from certain teams. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, Kyle Freeland also had a solid start going five innings, five strikeouts, only allowing three hits. 
Uh, overall season for him, he's been pretty solid. He had a couple of bumps in the road uh, after the solid, like, three or four outings he had to start out the year. Same with Brent Suter. He allowed his first run of the year, I believe, or I believe his first run of the year. But also got a win this week. He's been shut down over overall in the bullpen for them. Ezekiel Tovar, one of their rookies, a guy I mentioned before, uh, who I believe can tap into more power this year, had two home runs, seven RBIs, and three doubles, hitting 364. Uh, Chris Bryant had two home runs this week, five RBIs. And Grichik, uh, I believe, had his first home run of the season, maybe second home run of the season uh, this past week also. The Detroit Tigers are 15 and 18. Definitely interesting. They're six and four in their last 10, currently third in the AL Central, not that far out of the AL Central leader. They're making a resurgence in baseball. Had a three game set versus the Mets, won all three games there at home, spoiled Verlander and Scherzer's return. Then they went on the road to St. Louis and won two out of three, losing the final game in that series. But for the Tigers, Javi Bias has been on fire. He's done a really good job of kind of not necessarily revolting that team in the right direction, but um, you know, putting them in a, in a positive direction forward. For them, Eduardo Rodriguez has been really good. He's definitely been their ace for the Tigers and had some successes. And all in all, for the Tigers, another big week there. Really curious to see how they're going to fare because they're playing really good and uh, they can definitely can, can contend right now for an AL Central crowd. I think they'll win the AL Central, no. Uh, but they're playing really good right now. They just knocked off some good teams. Uh, St. Louis, obviously, not as good as uh, they you know could be, but... All in all, right now is a good week for Detroit, nonetheless. So you got to be happy if you're a Tigers fan. Yeah, this week was a very good week for the Tigers. Michael Lorenzen went seven innings, only having one strikeout, allowing only one earned run. Uh, and Alex laying out the bullpen, their closer, has been shut out all year. Um, three chances this week in the three innings that he pitched. He had three saves with six strikeouts. And offensively, you mentioned Javi Baez. He's cut out the strikeouts a lot. At least this week, he had zero strikeouts, two, two walks. Three home runs, four RBIs, uh, hang 364. Eric Haas had a good week with two home runs, seven RBIs. And Riley Green absolutely spoiled Justin Verlander's return, uh, going, I believe, three for three off of him with a home run. Uh, he had one home run, two doubles, five RBIs, and a stolen base, hitting 391 this week. The Angels are 19 and 16, six and four in their last 10 contests. Recently, they played at St. Louis, where they actually swept them, and then they hosted a series against the Rangers, where they lost 2 out of 3 there. For the Angels, they're sitting in a better position than they were last year at this point. Obviously, Trout have and uh, Shohei have been good. The bullpen for the Angels has definitely been really good for them, and I think that's something that they can obviously use forward in the right direction just because of who they have on their team as far as pitching. Detmers, Anderson, yeah, Shohei, guys like that. Uh, but we obviously know the impact that the bullpen can have, especially when it comes closer to postseason time. So for the Angels sitting at a 19-16 and 16 record right now, you got to be happy. You would have maybe liked to take maybe one more from Texas for multiple reasons. But overall, it was a really solid week, and I think definitely Angels fans at least feeling good where they're at right now. Yeah, it's been solid so far. Uh, the pitching has held up somewhat well. Uh, Shohei Otani had his worst start of the year, going only five innings, having 13 strikeouts. So 13 of the 15 outs that were produced were via strikeout. But he did allow four earned runs, uh, two two home runs in that time. Only had one walk, had, but he did have a hit-by-pitch. Uh, offensively, Rendon has probably had his best week as a angel, it feels like. He only had one home run, six RBIs, but he really hasn't done much for the ball club. So it's just anything you can get out of Rendon at this point, I think, is a plus. Shohei Otani had a double this week, uh, had four walks, only one stole, 
or four walks to only one strikeout, hitting 300. Uh, Mike Trout had a decent week this week as well. Uh, he only hit 250, but he did have a home run. Miami Marlins are 17 and 18 overall, definitely on the wrong side of things recently. They're five and five in their last 10. We're in the middle of a five game losing scare where they got swept by the Atlanta Braves and then lost two out of three to Chicago. For the Marlins, Luis Arise has been consistent on the offensive side, but they're really struggling to produce runs. You know, they have 3.3 runs, which is 30th in Major League Baseball. And other than that, they have only really relied on their pitching, which can only get you so far. Obviously, having Alcantara, uh, Jesus Lazardo, especially to start the season, is going to be a good thing for them as far as maybe a run in the World Series come postseason time. But you got to score more than three runs, especially in today's society, um, and, and especially with kind of the guys they have in their team where they can kind of run it a little bit on the ground and get runners in scoring position to provide those runs, similarly to kind of like what the Guardians do, for example. So all in all, uh, definitely a disappointing week. They're going to look to rebound coming up. Yeah, Sandy didn't have the best week. Uh, or his first start wasn't the best. He bounced back, I believe, going seven or maybe eight innings uh, of solid ball. He allowed five earned runs, one home run. He did have 14 strikeouts, which is what you don't usually see about Alcantara. Uh, you don't see him strike guys out. He usually gets a lot of double play balls or a lot of ground balls pretty quickly. Lazardo has been solid so far to start the year. Uh, Devin Smeltzer, uh, you know him pretty well as being yep. a ex uh, twin. He allowed two home runs this week. Uh, he's been coming out of the pen as of recent, I believe. I think it actually this, this week he did make a start. Uh, or no, he did come out of the pen for a longer relief uh, in three and two third innings. And then Andrew Puck, or sorry, AJ Puck, who's been uh, kind of their closer, did get hit around this week, allowing one home run, four earned runs, five runs in total, and in, an in ending in two thirds, and got the got the loss this week. Similarly, a disappointing week for the Brewers, who are nineteen and fifteen, four and six in the last ten. Also, a game losing streak this week. They got swept by Colorado on the road, and then they lost two out of three to San Fran. You know, obviously the Colorado series, you wanted to take two out of three. San Fran's a little bit better of a ball club. So, you know, that's, I guess, acceptable losses in baseball. You're going to be, beat each other up uh, to a certain extent. But would have liked to win at least a couple more games this week. They are second in the NL Central. That is because the Pirates have been playing out of their ass this season um, and have had success in that aspect for them. But all in all, you know, it was a disappointing week for the Brewers. They're pitching really well. Their pitching was not the great, greatest in San Fran. It was better in the Colorado Rockies series, but didn't come out with a win. So right now for the Brewers, you got to make sure you're able to pitch well because that's where they're both off of from Burns and Woodruff and then guys in the bullpen and then having guys like Yelich step up to the plate and have success too. Yeah, Burns uh, is starting to have a better, better game since the start they had in the game of the year. He did get the loss this week, but he did have a solid game going six, six innings, two earned runs, one home run, five strikeouts, but five runs scored, so defense – did hurt him there by getting that loss. Frey Peralta had a good start going six innings, allowing two earned runs off two home runs. So outside of that, outside of the two home runs, it was very, he had a very good start of 10 strikeouts. Uh, and shutout closer Devin Williams did allow a home run in the ninth inning. Uh, I don't believe he got the loss for the week, but I think that's one of his only home runs he barely gives up. Uh, if you watch the replay of it, he was not happy. He was yelling into his glove after it happened. Yelich has kind of bounce, has bounced back so far. Uh, hitting 308, has stolen base, a home run, double, three RBIs, five runs. And um, William Adams uh, has another home run this week as well. 
A disappointing week for my Minnesota Twins, at least in my standpoint. 19 and 16, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Had two road opponent series this week, both against divisional opponents. The struggling Chicago White Sox, which just came off that walk-off win of the Rays, and then the Cleveland Guardians, where they lost two out of three, two. For Minnesota, the biggest storyline was their bats. Their bats were like pretty much non-existent for most of the series. Pitched actually really fine. I feel like Sonny Gray got snubbed as AL pitcher of the month, so a little bit butthurt about that. Uh, but for the Twins, all in all, you got to be a little bit disappointed. They did send down Trevor Larnick. Uh, he's been struggling a lot recently. It sounded like every at-bat he was striking out. Brought up Alex Kirloff. He did break up the no-hitter that Cal Crantrell had uh, yesterday uh, against the Guardians. So, you know, it was a simple trade-off and maybe a surprising one for a lot of Twins fans, but I think it was smart, at least for the moment. For the Twins, though, they definitely got to pick up the bats and have more successes that they have had with their bats. Um, Correa looked sharp. Buxton looked sharp. But other than that, they didn't look that great all in all. So it was a disappointing week, especially for me as a Twins fan. Yeah, your guys' pitching has been excellent so far to start the year, especially within Ryan, Lopez, and Gray. Uh, you And you'll get a spot start here and there where Bailey Ober looks good. Like this week, we went seven innings, six strikeouts, only having three hits and a walk. Uh, Polanco had a good or had an okay week. Uh, he is led the team in hits uh, with only five, so you can kind of tell what type of week that was for you guys. Like I mentioned, it's kind of disappointing overall. But Correa and Kepler both had two home runs. Same with Nick Gordon. The New York Mets are seventeen and eighteen, which is surprising a lot of people, and they're three and seven in their last ten. Got swept by the Tigers, and then they lost two out of three to Colorado. So, a very disappointing week for them. You know, Scherzer and uh, not DeGrom, Scherzer and uh, Verlander both had rough starts in Detroit. Um, you know, and that's that's not necessarily the worst case scenario because obviously, you know, they're going to be giving you guys good starts. It was Verlander's first start of the season, and Scherzer just struggled too. But you know, their bats also, to an extent, weren't very good. Uh, they didn't. They only scored two runs in the final two games in the Colorado series. Scored one run in their win against Colorado, winning 1-0. So their bats were definitely a disappointment. Um, you know, pitching was a little bit rough, too, for the Mets. But all in all, you can't be too upset because you know that you guys have, you know, good starters. They're going to have rough starts. But their bats were definitely the biggest concerning thing, at least in my eyes, for the Mets this week. And they are sitting third in the NL East right now. Very competitive division. Yeah, their bats were not good this week. Uh Especially Pete Alonso. Uh, he, as obviously everyone knows, he's a big power bat. Uh, he only hit 158 with no home runs. He's been, he hasn't had a home run in a while. Kodai Sega did have a good start this week, adding to his rookie campaign, getting a win, going six innings, four strikeouts. Verlander's start overall isn't actually as bad as it uh, seems. He went five innings, five strikeouts, two home runs, which were the only two runs earned uh, with five hits. So overall, it wasn't the worst start. But Scherzer did not have a good start at all. Uh, he probably had the, one of the worst ones, going three and a third, allowing six earned runs, two home runs with only three strikeouts. The Oakland A's won a couple games this week thanks to playing a series against Kansas City. They're sitting with an 8-27 and record right now, so obviously not ideal. They're 3-7 and in the last 10. Mentioned the KC series, they three. obviously lost three to Seattle. Had some good starts in that KC series in particular. Honestly, a good start, a couple of good starts in the Seattle series, particularly that opener there too. Um, the biggest storyline for the A's this season has been Brett Rooker. His ability to obviously play and perform. Being a for, uh, former Minnesota twin, I obviously know a lot about Rooker. Some concerning news, uh, Mason Miller is dealing with some tightness in the throwing elbow. He's been one of the guys that's been kind of a bright spot, or at least a, 
bright spot of expectation for the Oakland A's. But all in all, for the with the way that they've been playing, um, you know, throughout the season, you got to be pleased at least to some extent to kind of some of the successes they had this week. Another news for their A's: uh, their broadcaster got suspended for using a racial slur. Um, it would be very hard to broadcast Oakland A's games in of itself. So just some news there um, in the Oakland A's organization. But all in all, it's a good week for the A's. And uh, we'll see how they're going to be able to respond, you know, in some coming series up, up front. Also, Vita Blue for the uh, Oakland A's dead. Dang, just go right over Vita Blue. Yeah, rest in peace, Vita Blue, uh, A's legend right there. Uh Mason Miller, like you mentioned, had some elbow issues. Uh, but he had two starts this week going 13 innings. 11 strikeouts. Uh, he did get a loss, even though he had very good uh, games. Uh, J.P. Spears, he was an uh, acquisition last year uh, from the Yankees. Went six innings with seven strikeouts. Uh, Estre Ruiz uh, had a good week. He came 360, or 346 with five stolen bases, five RBIs, a triple, three doubles. Uh, J.J. Bleday, one of the guys that they got or a guy they got from Miami who was a top pick just a few years back from Vanderbilt had a good week and Brent Rooker has had a solid year so far but this wasn't his best week having uh, 11 strikeouts the Pittsburgh Pirates are 20 and 15 three and seven in their last 10 games for the Pittsburgh Pirates it's been an interesting season you know obviously they were not expected to be leading their division like they are right now. Um, that obviously has a lot of success to deal with just how they've been playing, in a, uh, you know, especially as of late. Last week was not a good week for them. They're on a seven-game losing streak. So they lost all six games that they faced. It definitely was disappointing because going into the week, I said that uh, Tampa Bay series and then the Toronto series was going to be big series for the Pirates to, again, not necessarily know that they've been playing good baseball because they obviously knew that, but to kind of go further and maybe prove to other teams that they were really um, competing. I'm not saying they're not competing now, but that definitely hurt them there. Another news for the Pirates, uh, Vince Velasquez on the 15-day injured list for the Pirates. It hurts them there as far as pitching is concerned. But, yeah, just another disappointing week. You see a lot of good teams struggling this week. I don't know why a lot of teams are struggling this week, but the Pirates were definitely one of them. Yeah, the Pirates definitely struggled. The only good start out of the week would be Mitch Keller. Five innings, eight strikeouts, only one earned run, five five scored while he was on the mound, but only one was earned. Offensively, Brian Hayes has been hitting leadoff as of recently. He's seen 300, 333 on base, two stolen bases, but no power. I've, they only had two home runs this week, one by uh, Jack Swinski and Andrew McCutcheon. But outside of that, uh, there hasn't been much there. I think as a team, they're hitting under 200 or right around 200 this past week. The Seattle Mariners are 17 and 17, six and four in their last 10 games. For the Mariners, they're fourth in the AL West right now, so that's obviously not necessarily the expectation, especially making the postseason for the first time in basically forever. Uh, but last week for Seattle had a good series sweeping Oakland, and then they won two out of three against Houston. So they're upticking in the right direction. You obviously love to see that if you're a Seattle fan, especially with some of the struggles they did have early on. Bryce Miller had a good week as uh, they beat the Astros, who have been struggling. But that's obviously good to see for uh, Seattle Mariners fans there. Um, they also placed Penn Murphy on the IL, a guy that's not necessarily been a big name for them. Well, he's been a big name for them, but uh, maybe not a big name known to a lot of other teams there. So where they're at right now, as far as pitching and injuries are concerned, not in a good spot, but they are moving forward in the right direction and obviously had a good week here this week. 
Yeah, prospect uh, Bryce Miller that you've mentioned had a very good week. Had two starts, going six innings in each one, 12 innings total, 15 strikeouts, only allowing one earned run, one earned run and one walk this week. Castillo allowed four earned runs with a home run, seven innings. George Kirby had a good week, going seven innings, seven innings. Same with Logan Gilbert. He went six innings. Uh, on the offense side, J-Rod is still off to a slow start this week. He did have a home run, two RBIs. But he only hit .095. So he's not hitting well. He's in, hitting under 100 right now this past week. Ty France uh, had a good week hitting .333. Uh, same with Teoscar Hernandez hitting .304. And then Jared Kelnick, he's on adding, adding to what he's doing. He didn't have any power, much power. He didn't have any home runs, but he did have three doubles. And they also called up Taylor Trammell, a uh, prospect who was making a rehab appearances. I believe hit a three-run homer to start like in the second inning in his first at bat back with the Mariners. A team that's really been struggling and it's been evident throughout the season is the St. Louis Cardinals, who are eleven and twenty-four, two and eight in their last ten games. Feels like they hadn't won a game until they won one against Detroit. Got swept by the Angels and lost two out of three to Detroit. St. Louis has just been terrible. It's really kind of interesting to see how. They've been so bad because you look at their roster from top to bottom and you think, man, this team really can go out there and compete. They really just haven't, obviously. Um, that's obviously been very disappointing for the Cardinals. The one positive news, I guess you could say if you're a Cardinals fan, is the fact that Wainwright did get activated from the injured list and made a start. So at least Wainwright, Wainwright is back. Uh, before the Cardinals, they obviously need to fix a lot of things if they want to have any chance of success because right now they're on a really dangerous trajectory to – you know, maybe miss the postseason. I'm not saying firing their manager is the biggest thing to do, but look what Philadelphia did last year, and they did that. They made all the way to the World Series. So we'll see uh, what St. Louis is going to do. But right now they're sitting pretty low. Uh, they're getting toward Royals and, and A's territory if they haven't technically been there just yet. Yeah, their pitching has been horrendous uh, so far to start the year. Jack Flaherty has not been good at all. Uh, he went two and a third innings, like 10 earned runs uh, this past week. Uh, same with a with Jordan Hicks out of the pen. He throws 104, but somehow always gets hit. And an inning in two thirds, a lot three runs. Uh, just hasn't been good. Uh, Jordan Montgomery has been solid so far this year, though. He went six innings, six strikeouts this past week. And Mats has been somewhat usable this week. Same with my, uh, same with Mike Wistakis. Offensively, Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, just the other day, had three home runs in one game, six RBIs, uh, stolen base, and four doubles. Uh, overall, though, outside of that, him and Lars Newbar in four of 17. There hasn't been much offensively. Not has been quiet. Wilson Contreras had had best week. And I believe I heard also Wilson Contreras is just going to be used primarily as a DH yep. uh, for the rest of his career there at the Cardinals, it feels like, and maybe potentially playing a little bit of outfield. A team that hasn't been struggling like the Cardinals and has actually been the opposite is the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 28 and 7, 8 and 2 in their last 10. Swept Pittsburgh, as we mentioned, and took 2 out of 3 against New York. All around from top to bottom, I say this every week, they've been playing really good. On the pitching side, McCallahan's sporting a 2 ERA right now. Zach Eflin just pitched 7 innings straight, had success there. Another guy that's really having a good year um, that I was expecting having a good year going into. The season and has really been performing well for the Rays has been Yandy Diaz. It feels like every game he's hitting a home run for them um, and are at least doing somewhat of an impact scoring runs. Rosa Reina had a good week too. Josh Fleming had a really good week. So 
all in all, the I mean, the Rays are just really good. There's no reason why they're the best team baseball. And I don't really seem doesn't really seem like they're gonna let up anytime soon. Yeah, their pitching definitely headlines this team, especially even which is surprising because of how good their offense is. Uh, Zach Eflin, someone who we were both kind of talking down on to start out the year, yep. uh, went seven innings with 10 strikeouts, got the win. Shane Mack went six innings, nine strikeouts. Jur Rasmussen went five and two-thirds uh, with six strikeouts. This pitching has just been insane. They can develop pitching no matter who they have. Johnny uh, Trios. I believe, had his first start of the year this past week. Didn't have the best start. Five and a third, allowing three earned runs, four walks, which isn't the best, uh, with zero strikeouts. And offensively, you talk about Yandy Diaz. He had two home runs this week, came 350 with a 500 on base. Wander Franco had a home run, three RBIs, five runs, two doubles, and two stolen bases this past week as well. And Randy Rosarena keeps on adding to power, having two home runs. The Toronto Blue Jays are having a good season once again. They started out a bit rough, but are starting to figure it out. They're 21 and 14, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Had a three-game set where they actually lost and got swept by the by the Red Sox, and then they swept the Pirates. So very interesting week for them there. But all in all, you gotta be pleased if you are a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Mitch White had a really good start. If you guys don't remember Mitch White from the Dodgers. Good to see that young uh, starter out there having some good success, as well as Brandon Belt, a guy that a lot of people were not really sure how he was going to perform. Obviously, you know Brandon Belt, longtime San Francisco Giant, having some success, uh, you know, all in all this season for the Blue Jays. And they're sitting right now pretty comfortable. You know, I, I would like to see their pitching be a bit more improved um, just because their pitching, I'm sorry, their hitting is really good. And um, if their pitching starts to nail it down, they can be similar to the Rays. I'm not saying that the pitching isn't nailing it down, but I think that's the one thing that can really separate them from being a really good team uh, for the rest of the season, really. Yeah, they're pitching. If they're able to keep at least – keep it under four runs, three runs, uh, at least for starters and have their bullpen be able to close it down like ha- how they have been, this offense is too good not to win them games. Manoa did get the loss this week going five innings, allowing only two earned runs. He only had three strikeouts. Brios had a good start, six and a third, seven strikeouts. Bassett had a bounce back start. Uh, no, no iPads got broken this week by him. He went seven innings with five strikeouts. And then your boy Kevin Gosman, who you just traded for in fantasy, the next day went only three and a third with eight earned runs. Just tragic. I'm sorry about that trade. Um, but offensively, Dalton Varsho definitely bounced back this week, hitting 458. Uh, having a stolen base, nine RBIs, three home runs, three doubles. Vladdy had two home runs of six RBIs this week. Uh, Brandon Belt had a good week, having three doubles. In his nine at-bats, he's hitting 667 with the 750 on base. He had three walks this week. The Nationals are 14-25-5 and 25 and five in their last 10 contests. Had a three-game set versus the Cubs where they swept them, and then they traveled to Arizona and won the final game against the, I was just said Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Let me say Arizona Diamondbacks. Joy Manessas had a big home run in the ninth inning to beat the D-backs yesterday. So that was some success there in the offensive side for them. Uh, for the Nationals as well, Yaimor Candelario did get hospitalized with dehydration, but he is back and, and running. That was a little bit scary there. They obviously saw the you know success that he's kind of put for the Nationals and, and whatnot, so interesting there. 
And also Kiebert release. I think you need to have a bit more production from him to really kind of be a difference maker. Um, but all in all, the Nationals, you know, they're not really competing for much right now. They're playing better than teams that were supposed to be competing for much, like the Cardinals, for example. So they're sitting right now only six games below 500. You obviously got to be happy if you're a Washington Nationals fan. But if you're trying to tank, it's not the right year or not the right time, at least. You'd want to see them obviously have some losses mixed in here. But they've been winning games, and uh, it's been interesting to kind of see yeah, overall, their pitching has not been the best. Outside Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray, two of their younger pitchers uh, who are going to be their aces someday uh, have been solid this year. Gore went six innings with nine strikeouts, and Josiah Gray at five innings with six strikeouts. Hector Corbin finally had a good start. He went That's seven innings, six strikeouts, only two earned runs. That's pretty good for him. I mean, you're used <laughs> to seeing him allow at least six runs in two innings. So, not as bad. Luis Garcia, I. Uh, Captain Sapower had a home run and two doubles this week. C.J. Abrams hit 438 this week, having a stolen base with four runs. You, jo- you mentioned Jay Manisa's home run. Uh, that was a big one coming up later. And then with this team, like you mentioned, uh, that you want them to kind of lose just because of the situation they're in. They don't have. They're not really playing for anything, but they're playing for. They're playing better than what people expected so far. The Cincinnati Reds have a similar record of 15 and 20, or 5 and 5 in their last five games. For the Reds, uh, it's just been interesting the year. I feel like up and down for Hunter Green, more downs than up, um, but obviously potential is up there. Luis Sosa did get his next start skipped. Lodolo's had a really good year for them. Um, they did reinstate Will Myers, which was huge for them, and get some uh, premium there on the offensive side of things. For the Reds this week, though, they had an interesting week, to say the least, as far as Reds fans are concerned. Had a three-game set uh, at San Diego. I'm sorry, two games. No, yeah, three-game set starting on the first uh, against San Diego, where they lost two out of three, and then they had a three-game set versus Chicago, where they also lost two out of three there. You know, sitting fourth in the, AL, uh, the NL Central, excuse me, you'd expect them to be fifth, and the team that's in fifth, the St. Louis Cardinals, to not be in that position. So it's been kind of a full 180 turn there. The Reds aren't in fifth place. The only difference between them now is the fact that the Pirates are actually competing. So we'll see. The Reds are a team that always develops these big players, and then they get rid of them, as Reds fans will tell you, day in and day out. Yeah, overall, they're pitching uh, the main three pitchers, Graham Ashcraft, Hunter Green, and Nick Lodolo have been solid. They all didn't have the best weeks, though, this past week. Lodolo allowed three earned runs in three and two-thirds, allowing two home runs, three hit-by-pitches, one walk and three strikeouts. Green had one start with five and two-thirds, seven strikeouts, but five earned runs, two home runs. And Graham Ashcraft had two starts this week, only going seven and two-thirds between the two, having 12 hits, nine earned runs, one home run, with three walks and only six strikeouts. Uh, Jonathan India had a bounce back week. He's been he needed it. Uh, hitting four seventy four this week. Two stolen bases, two home runs, two doubles, five runs. And TJ Fidel, Friedel, something like that. Uh, their center fielder hit four twenty one. Uh, with stolen base, at five RBIs, a home run, a double, a triple, with two runs scored. The Cleveland Guardians are sixteen and eighteen, five and five in their last ten. Had a three game set starting on May 1st against the Yankees, where they were able to lose two out of three games, won the opener, and then they won two out of three versus Minnesota. For the uh, Guardians, Plesak did get optioned down to the minors as well as Oscar Gonzalez, so disappointing news if you're a Guardians fan there. 
Stephen Kwan hit his first home run. Cal Cantrell, 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 whatever you say his last name. Uh, he looks really good. He had uh, 6.2. No hit innings, finished the seventh inning there. So, obviously, some success on that aspect. The Guardians are just like small ball sluggers. They are going to bunt the ball. Uh, they're going to steal a lot of bases. They're going to try to pitch well and then have success. I believe they only have 18 home runs on the year, which, again, home runs isn't everything, but it is something to take notice of and, and kind of see how the, the run progression and how their manufacturing runs, kind of like what I would like to see maybe the Marlins, for example, do. Uh, but the Guardians had a pretty solid week, particularly taking two out of three against the Twins, who are right above the Central. Yeah, the Twins are always able to develop pitching, and their pitching was great this week. Uh, Logan Allen, one of their young prospects, uh, has start with five and two-thirds innings, three strikeouts, only allowing two earned runs. Shane Bieber went eight innings, four strikeouts, allowing two earned runs, but those earned run, those two runs were via home runs, one each. Cal Quantra, like you mentioned. In total of four strikeouts. And then offensively, Josh Bell had a bounce back, at least in the average department, 375. I uh, did have three RBIs. Stephen Kwan, you mentioned, had his first home run. Uh, Ramirez hit 300 this week. Oh, well, like you mentioned, small ball. They had only the one home run this entire week by the most unlikely guy in Stephen Kwan. The Astros are 17 and 17, four and six in their last 10. They've been slumping a little bit. For the Astros, they had a three game. The Astros are 17 and 17, 4 and 6 in their last 10, so definitely have been slumping a little bit. For the Astros, they lost 2 out of 3 to San Francisco, and then they had a three game set at Seattle where they also lost 2 out of 3. So, it's been a disappointing week for the Astros there um, as far as that's concerned. They're still sitting with a 17 and 17 record. I had mentioned the week before that the Astros were, um, you know, maybe trending towards the right direction, had a little bit of a detour or roadblock in that. They're not saying they're, they're done or anything like that, but definitely a little bit of a detour there. So that's disappointing for the Astros. They have a really good team. They're still waiting to see when Altuve is going to be coming back. Um, disappointing news. Uh, Garcia, can't think of the guy's first name for some reason off the top of my head. Needs Luis. Tom, Luis Garcia needs Tommy John surgery. So that's going to be a devastating loss for the Astros. Uh, Tucker had a two run home run to beat the Mariners. So, all in all, they still got relatively the same roster, still missing Altuve, but injuries again is going to be something that's going to plague them. Yeah, the loss of Garcia is going to hurt. Uh, he's just a solid arm to eat up innings. Uh, Christian Javier this week went seven innings with eight strikeouts, like three earned. Framber went six innings, two earned with eight strikeouts. Hunter Brown didn't have his best start going four and a third, only allowing two earned runs, but he did have five walks. If he's able to control uh, his command a little bit more, He's basically a mini Verlander. That's who he idolized, and he got to learn underneath for a little bit while he was there. Then offensively, Jordan uh, had a home run, uh, four RBIs this week, in 316 with two doubles. Kyle Tucker also had a home run, four RBIs uh, this week. And outside of those two, there really hasn't been much production. It felt like uh, Jose Abreu still hasn't hit his first home run of the year. Uh, which is going to be disappointing, and he's only hitting 333 this past week. The Los Angeles Dodgers are 21 and 14, 8 and 2 in their last 10 contests. Definitely had a better week. Uh, they had a three game set versus Philadelphia where they swept them there and then won two out of three at San Diego, divisional rivals. So good to have some successes there. Um, they're starting to move forward. James Ottman had a phenomenal month um, for the Dodgers. Kershaw. 
had a tough loss to the Padres. I believe he had five walks, so obviously not Clayton Kershaw as usual. But uh, other than that, you know, we're going to see how the Dodgers continue to respond. They're a really good team. Everyone knows that. Roster size is good. They also sent out my boy Alex Vesia. He's been struggling a lot. So it's just not necessarily been clicking on all cylinders for the Dodgers. They're obviously going to hope to fix that and um, have some successes moving forward there. But right now, you got to be pleased with how the Dodgers are playing it, and you really feel like not necessarily the sky's the limit, but they're definitely moving forward in the right direction. Yeah, this was Kershaw's worst loss in a while, it feels like. He went four and two-thirds, two home runs. I believe both of them were both to Fernando Tatis Jr., having four earned runs, like you mentioned, five walks, seven strikeouts. Dustin May had a really good start, going six scoreless, having six Ks. Julio Rios made two starts this week, going 12 and two-thirds, only allowing three earned runs, one home run with 13 Ks, two walks, which is great. Uh, overall, the, this year, their pitching has been phenomenal. Uh, the Dodgers also another team that can just get anyone and just turn them into a superstar. Uh, Miguel Vargas has best one of his best weeks uh, in a while. He started the year. He's hit 300, has stolen base, five RBIs, one home run, one triple, three doubles. That's tapped into some power having a home run. I believe he, that was his fifth or sixth of the year. Uh, I, there was a clutch home run also. It came in the bottom of the, or top of the eighth, I want to say. Uh, big moment for him there to come up and do that. Five RBI or five RBIs on the week. Frey Freeman also uh, added some more power, having three double or three doubles in a home run. The Yankees right now are sitting with a 18 and 17 record, four and six in their last 10. Won two out of three versus Believeland, aka the Cleveland Guardians, as well as losing two out of I'm sorry, losing two out of three to Tampa Bay. Lost a tough one there in the final game of the series. For the Yankees, Judge is still in the IL. Garrett Cole, one AL pitcher of the month. Still really pissed about that. He's had a good year, though, don't get me wrong. Severino is still delayed in his rehab, which sucks for my other fantasy team. I'm waiting for him to come back. But Judge is expected to be back, I believe, sometime this week, um, early in the week. So that's encouraging news. Rizzo's been doing good. And, uh, yeah, the Yankees right now should be probably better than where they're at. But then again, you got to factor in the injuries. And uh, everyone knows that they, they suck, absolutely suck, when uh, they're not fully healthy. Obviously, guys like Stanton, too, um, they've been injured as well. So the Yankees are a good team. They had a pretty solid week. I guess I should say it was an average week, nothing too spectacular. But we're able to get a job done, and uh, they should be feeling good about themselves moving into this week. Yeah, uh, Garrett Cole had one really good start throughout the week and then ended the week poorly. Uh, did not have the best week. On, overall, he had a le- went 11 innings, seven earned runs, two home runs, one hit by pitch, and five walks to 12 strikeouts. Uh, Kershaw, or sorry, not Kershaw, Cole overall this year has been really good. Uh, Anthony Rendon is a, or not Anthony Rendon, Carlos Ren- Rendon uh, had a really, is had a delay uh, in his, uh, in his recovery, uh, I believe it was a back issue they still was struggling with. Uh, so he hasn't made a start yet. Uh, this week, Harrison Bader had a really good week, having two home runs and a triple of seven RBIs. Uh, it seems like this team's hitting for a good average right now, but not a whole lot of power, especially with uh, Stanton and Judge being out of the lineup. 
Philadelphia Phillies, again, another very interesting team this season. The Philadelphia Phillies, welcome back, Bryce Harper. They're 16-19, 4-6 in their last 10. Just finished up a series yesterday against the Red Sox, where they lost 2-3 out of three at home. They also had a series at LA where they lost three games there. So, have they been playing great? Again, similar like the Astros, it feels like they're up and down. Bryce is back, though, so, you know, he had his first home run of the year. That's obviously good <clears throat> for the Phillies. Definitely a scare in Philadelphia when that fan fell off the uh, railing into the bullpen trying to uh, reach a ball that was thrown to him. But for the Phillies, uh, Suarez return. You know, we're looking at, for the Phillies, maybe a potential comeback to the World Series. Not at this season. Well, I shouldn't say the current season, but during this season. And right now they were kind of taking a step backwards in that direction. But they're still a really good team and they're going to be competing so far, you know, moving forward, they got Toronto for two, and then they got Colorado coming up as well. Yeah, right now it seems like they're starting pitching, especially uh, Wheeler and Nola. Seems like every other start is a good one. Nola went six and a third this last week, allowing four earned runs, one home run. And Wheeler went five and a third, allowing four earned, uh, five runs total. Uh, Harper, like you mentioned, uh, came back this week, has first home run. Uh, he's looked solid so far. He's 368 in five games, a home run, an RBI, three walks to five strikeouts, a double, and six runs scored. Trey Turner had two home runs and two doubles this week. And Castellanos didn't have best week in the batting average from to have three RBIs, three doubles, and three runs. The San Diego Padres are 18 and 17. In their last 10, they are 6-4. and four. I mentioned just recently they had a series against the Dodgers where they lost 2 out of 3. Before that, they had a three-game set versus Cincinnati where they ended up taking 2 out of 3. So an even week for the Padres this week. For the Padres, you know, Tatis has been back now with the club for a period of time. Uh, Xander Bogus has been playing good. He just recently got a streak snap of on-base percentage. Hayter's been good out of the bullpen. And all in all, you know, I think the Padres are going to be fine. They're sitting right now above 500. They're third in the NL West. The NOS has been a bit interesting this year. I'm so waiting for that Dodge, the Dodgers to kind of break out, and they have been recently. But the Padres are going to be competing for that divisional crown, um, and being the only really team that's going to compete for that, maybe besides a team like the Giants or even the, the Dimebacks. But right now the Padres are sitting third. They got a interesting series coming up at Minnesota, hoping to have some successes there, and uh, we'll see what they're going to be able to do in that one. Yeah, this week the Padres pitching has been very good. You Darvish, six and two-thirds, six strikeouts, only allowing one. Lugo, six innings, one run off one home run, five strikeouts. Snow with six innings, only allowing two earned runs, six strikeouts. Walker, six innings, three strikeouts, no runs. Musgrove, five innings, no runs, five strikeouts. Nick Martinez uh, coming out of the pen now. Uh, I believe he was starting some games. I went four and two-thirds, only allowing one earned run, four strikeouts. Hater's been great this year. Machado uh, hit well this week, hitting 353, uh, two walks, two strikeouts, only one RBI, one double, three earned runs. Tatis had two home runs this week, two doubles, four RBIs, four runs. And Soto has had some of a bounce back uh, as a recent. He had three doubles, four RBIs, no runs, but hit 250, but 375 on base. The Giants are 15 and 18, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Had that series against Houston on the road where they won two out of three, carried that two game win streak to win the first two against Milwaukee at home before losing the final game. On the pitching side of things, Cobb and Discofani had really good outings. I believe Discofani went eight innings. Is that correct? Yes. They had good outings there. You'd obviously love to see that. 
the Giants rotation is actually not too hard, like bad. They're actually a pretty solid rotation. They're sitting with a 15-18 record right now. You probably are a little bit disappointed by that, but they're at least on the positive um, you know, trend forward. They've had that four-game winning streak. They have a good kind of mop-up series against Washington coming up, so hopefully they're able to steal some games there. But San Francisco is looking to be uh, back on the right tr- uh, path going into this next, uh, this next week. Yeah, the Giants starting pitching has been pretty good as of recently. Disclafani came into an eight-inning scoreless. He had three strikeouts. Logan Webb went seven and two-thirds, allowing two earned runs, uh, five strikeouts. Alex Cobb went seven innings, uh, no earned run, no runs, uh, five strikeouts. It seems like those three have been very solid the last few starts, uh, especially Cobb and Disclafani. They've been shut down all year. I believe their ERA, both of them, is pretty close to a two if not a sub two. And then offensively, Tyro Estrada, uh, kind of an underrated guy we got from the Yankees, being 421 with a 500 on base, had a stolen base, three walks, two strikeouts, two home runs, four RBIs, four runs. Joey Bart got uh, a few starts. He had two doubles, uh, two RBIs, one run, hitting 308. Uh, and then Blake Sable, a, ru- a Rule 5 draft pick, has been solid so far this year. This week he hit 500. Uh, two doubles with an RBI. The Texas Rangers are 20 and 13, six and four, currently sitting first in the AL West. Had a two game, sorry, a two game set versus Arizona. And then they also had a three game set at LA, split with Arizona, and then they took two out of three against the Angels. Evaldi threw eight uh, innings for the Rangers, had a good start there. The bats came up for Houston, especially in that last game against the Angels, winning 16 to 8. And all in all, it was another good week for the Texas Rangers. They are the number one team in the AL West, which was probably surprising to some. Um, the Astros have definitely been banged up, and the Mariners haven't been performing as well as they'd expect. And they're going into this week against Seattle with a big divisional matchup early in the season. That's a matchup that can determine a lot in the AL West moving forward, but definitely a great week for Texas for sure. Yeah, it was a great week for Texas. Uh, outside of Uvalde, Dane Dunnings also had a really good year. He had a spot start because of Jacob DeGrom's injury. He went five innings, I believe, against the Angels uh, with three. Perez both got lit. Three and two-thirds, allowing seven earned. Having th- allowing three home runs within that time. Offensively, Ezekiel. Double and six runs. Runs and Marcus Sim walks to four strikeouts. Well, that's going to do it. I hope you guys did enjoy another episode of The Truth. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information around The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value as well.